I'm Kelly Siegel, and this is Harder Than Life, a podcast about self-love, self-awareness, business, and health. We tell outrageous stories and boil everything down to simple, practical advice you can start using today. Let's get living. Steve Cucklow is the definition of beast mode. From the age of 18, when he first stepped foot on a bodybuilding stage, he was a winner. He's been an IFBB pro bodybuilder since 2011, has been has many accolades to claim, but is most proud of husband to his wife, Michelle, and leadership coach for the Upgraded Human. Today, you are harder than life listeners are going to get a masterclass on life, fitness, and winning. Welcome, my good man. Man, Kelly, thank you for having me. It's an honor. I've been trying, we've been trying to connect for a little bit, and I'm glad we finally did. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna blow the roof off of this things. Uh, I read your bio, and you said you were a firefighter, pandemic, or paramedic. Tell me more about tell more about as well as how you met the love of your life in 2002, and the fact that she's pregnant. And you have a kid, so give us the best relationship advice. Let's start off with the softy. <laughs> the soft thing. Well, um, you know, when I first met my wife, my life was a little bit in chaos. And how I really knew it, she was the one and then she was the love of my life. It was just, she brought me peace. There was this calming effect and this peace that came over me when I heard her voice. And I said, uh, I really said to myself, I'm like, she's, she's the one I, I need to, I'm all in on pursuing her. She, she just rocked my world in every way. Obviously the, the attraction and, and the, the, uh, is, is there. I mean, my wife's incredibly beautiful, but the inside, her heart, her soul, her spirit, that's really what drew me to her. And then when I got to really know her and we got truly intimate in conversation, it was just, it was something I never truly felt before. And, and one of the things I said, I was like, you know, I felt like I've known you for in past lives and I feel like, you know, in spirit, like we're not born and we're and our spirit doesn't die. It continues to live on. And I felt like our spirits truly were one prior to this life. And when we got together and you talk about soulmates, I'm like, she's truly my soulmate and just gets me and makes me a better man. And um, we got married uh, last year. We celebrated one year marriage. But in, and in this time, we got a baby on the way and and. It's just so many blessings have occurred and, and I'm just, I just, my, my attitude of gratitude daily for the woman that I get to wake up next to every day, it just grows daily. And, and I carry that same attitude to everything in life, but I'm just a blessed man, man. And, and to have a woman like that on my side, I just put the smile on my face. Who knew this was going to be a love story. That makes me so happy, I Steve. And I, you know, and I know you're having a boy. Um, did you, I, I know you made a big thing about the name. Are you, are you releasing a name yet or no? You're naming it Kelly, aren't you? <laughs> I got another friend. It's funny. He, he takes a lot of credit of like, you know, the reason why Michelle and I are together. So he's like, you're going to name the baby Josh, right? You know, that's that. So it's one of my best friends, Josh, but we're going to carry the, the Steven name along. He's going to be another Steven. Junior. Be, yeah. He'll actually be the fourth. Cause my dad. And my grandfathers were both Stephen. So the name, it just, for my first boy, I'm like, it has to be a Stephen. So different middle names. I'm at my dad's a John. I'm an Alex. He's going to be Gabriel. So that's a beautiful name. You call him Gabe too. So what, what, tell us how you met Cause I love hearing it. And by the way, everything I've read, that's what they say. And, and, and I've yet to meet someone to bring me peace. And that's literally what I want is someone I've reached a level in my life where I have such inner peace that if anything 
anything messes with it, it's just a hell no. So, right. and, and the person that's going to be in my life is going to advance that piece. So I, I, that makes me so happy to hear that there's still, there's still hope for everybody. So a big biscuit head like you could get. And she's, <laughs> I, I love you because I just messed with you. But she's beautiful and you got, you're beautiful. You guys look great together. So tell us, give, how'd, you, how'd you guys meet? We kind of met in the industry. We both competed. She was an IFBB pro in in uh, bikini, and we kind of knew of each other. Didn't know each other, knew of each other, kind of thing. And uh, she retired from stage in 2017 ish. And um, you know, we kind of followed each other online and knew knew each other, communicated here and there. And then um, you know, one day I just kind of had the balls to just say, you know what, I'm gonna. I'm going to slide in their DMs and it kind of sounds cheesy as it is, but, um, you know, we were communicating a little bit and I just asked for a number and I just said, you know what, let's just carry this conversation on the phone. And, uh, sometimes you got to shoot your shot and sure enough, like, she's like, sure. You know? And then, like I said, as soon as I heard her voice, I was just like floored. And I was like, Whoa, I've never felt this way. And like I said, this peace came over me and it just, she's such a calm soul. And, and, uh, and then just when I, I just, just the, the, I started pursuing her and at a, at a high level, you know, conversation ensued and it just was so good. It just like felt the most, just so comfortable and felt like it was, everything was just right. And it wasn't like I was trying to find out like, man, am I going to figure out like, is, is she this, is she that? Like, it was just, you know, every, in conversation questions were being answered. And, um, and I knew she was the one that I truly wanted to be, have a family with. I truly wanted to, to, to start that chapter of my life with and, she was already a mom and she has, has three, three kids that, you know, are now stepchildren to me. So just to see the mom she was, to see the person she is and, and to see the, the level of, of respect that she carries in people that know her. And it's just like all those things are like somebody, you know, I truly felt like I would look for and then start making me a better person. Start, you know, wanted me to, to level up my, my life in areas that I felt like, you know, they were, they were good, but they weren't great. And I'm shooting for greatness in this life. So she's truly one I want to shoot for greatness with in all these areas. So she's like my ride or die, my there for me, no matter what good days, bad days. She's always there. It's like my sunshine, you know, were you in Dallas and she was somewhere else or where, where, where was she the... was in Florida? She was in Florida. Yeah. It's a and little you bit were of a in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to pull her from the sunshine state to the lone star state where the, the stars at night shine bright. Where in Florida was she? Uh, Miami area. Oh man, you must be a catch because uh, you couldn't get, I have a house in Florida and you wouldn't get me out of Florida no more, man. I I'm in uh, Michigan right now and I'm only here for a couple more years. My daughter graduates. So how in the world did you end up becoming a firefighter and a paramedic? It was, so I was like you, you know, when, when I saw your phone number had the two, four, eight, uh, area code. I was like, wait a second, you're in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. You know, we know a lot of the same people's, you know, cut from the same cloth kind of thing. And so, um, I was going to school actually to be in the automotive industry. I loved engineering. I loved designing. My grandfather worked for general motors for like 30 years was just that, that was, you know, that the motor city kind of blood was in me and I loved the automotive side of things. But at the time when I was going to school, they had all those layoffs, you know, GM, Ford, everybody was laying thousands of people off in the early 2000s. And that's when I was going to college. So I had to make a choice. I said, you know, that might not be the best career path to go and fight for a job that doesn't exist. 
So I said, you know, I'm going to switch career paths. I love learning about the body. I was getting into bodybuilding at the time. And during that time, I, I decided to switch into being a firefighter paramedic, had some friends in there. It's got a great, great uh, hours. It's 24 hours, 48 off. So I'm like, man, I could pursue bodybuilding and do firefighter at the same time. And, you know, put myself through school. It wasn't the easiest to get hired. You know, only cities hire very few, you know, a couple guys at every year. And there's thousands fighting for applying for jobs. So I was applying all over. I applied in this for Dallas fire and ended up getting hired. And boom, like, like the career just took off in being able to do both simultaneously, being a full-time firefighter and pursuing bodybuilding to the highest level. That job allowed me to do both. And then eventually in 2000. I'm going to say it was like 2013, 14. I ended up going full-time into bodybuilding while I put in about 10 years into the, into firefighting. Where'd you go to college? I didn't see that anywhere. Was it in Michigan? I went to U of M. I went to U of M uh, Dearborn for, for two years, like I said, pursuing the, the mechanical automotive engineering and then switched uh, into Macomb, the, their fire paramedic program. And then from there, uh, came down to Texas and then had to go through the, some of their training and schooling here. So, man, that's all in my backyard. It's so funny to yeah, talk to you on the phone. You're going all the places where I, where I hang out. Um, if you aren't following this behemoth, it, he is Steve Cucklow on all socials. It's at S T E V E K U C L O on all socials. So head over, follow him. He's got some amazing content and I'm going to switch gears. And I, I started training hard to protect myself you growing up on the east side, you understand that, you know, I grew up in the ghetto in, eight, in, in Warren, eight mile, just off of 8 Mile. And I had to protect myself from beatings from my mother and my stepfather. That's what started me from, from working out. Uh, what made it, motivated you to start bodybuilding? It was more the athletics. Like, I loved – I was always – my dad was an athlete. You know, he, he grew up – he was in Detroit, went to um, – went to – which school was Osborne high school. He was a quarterback kind of the, you know, he was the jock and, and uh, you know, one over my mom kind of thing. It's the high school love story, you know, they had. And, you know, so I grew up, you know, in that eight mile, I went to school at Notre Dame, which no longer exists. It was eight mile and Kelly. So it was in that East Detroit, you know, Eastland mall well, area. Notre Dame, still, Notre Dame still exists. It's just not at eight and Kelly anymore. Correct. They moved it to, I think Pontiac or, or somewhere. You know, that, that Eastland but, mall, they like tore down because there were so many shootings. That's right on eight mile too. So it's, <laughs> yeah, I know it was in right behind our school. We'd go there, hang out after school. So, you know, it, it, it in like looking back at it, like it, in that area, which you just used to seeing every day, you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm just used to seeing this. But when I go back there, you're like, man, this is, this is pretty bad. This is this, <laughs> this area is bad. Like what they call the de the ghetto in Dallas. I'm like, this is nice. Like this would be considered nice real estate in Dallas or in Detroit. So, um, you know, pursuing athletics at a really high level. I, I played football, played hockey. I could have probably could have played professional hockey. I was really good. But, you know, my passion drew with working out. I always wanted to be the biggest, fastest, strongest guy on the field. Always wanted to be that guy that, you know, just was a dominating force. And then realizing, like, man, like, there's so many benefits to training and to being, you know, to, to taking care of yourself. Like, I always felt like, man, I had more energy than people. I, I was stronger than people. I felt like my clarity with thinking was always better. So I just love that 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 the kind of the endorphin that lifter high you get all the time. And then always one it's bettering yourself. It's like, you know what? It's not a team sport. It's on me. It's on me to lift the weight. It's on me to, to, you know, eat the right food and, and do the right things and live the appropriate lifestyle. 
So I always had that passion and that drive for that and like that addiction to the sport of bodybuilding. And, and that's really what drew me to it. And then really that 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 draw to the hobby or, or however you want to say it, lifestyle drew me into my career in becoming a high level bodybuilder. Well, you got uh, even better hair and that beard is something to die for. So uh, if you guys aren't watching this on uh, YouTube, man, these guy's handsome. Um, what does your daily routine look like? What supplements are you taking and how many calories a day are you up to? I'd say it, it's shifted a little bit from, from when I, I was full time, you know, competing. That's a, that's a very regimented life doing that. Like right now I still live the lifestyle. I still eat clean, still love what I do. So, I mean, wait till I'm that all kid's about born, brother. It's going to all yeah, change. I, know. I got a picture of me, uh, painting my daughter's room just before she was born. I was the fattest I've ever been. Cause we had a really rough pregnancy. I was the doughiest fat, but the second that kid was born, I was at back at the gym. So just oh, wait, bro. But anyways, yeah, let's talk about normal, not, not actually training for bodybuilding. So what's a daily routine? What, because right. we, it, it, go ahead. No, no. And, that, and that's true. Like, Normal for, for me is, is still like extreme probably for most people because, you know, but I see them and I look at that as an extreme of the opposite end of the spectrum. So I'd rather pick the extreme of, you know what, I'm bettering myself on the daily basis and I'm, I have the mind, it's, it's more of a mindset thing. Like I have a growth mindset and every single day I want to improve myself. But to me, it's consistency with scheduling. Like, okay, I'm going to try to wake up around the same time every day. Obviously, there's there's things that could vary, you know, if my wife's not feeling well, whatever, like, but if I could try to get up around the same day, have the same routine, wake up and start, I, I kind of structure my day into three parts. The first part of my day, I always look at like, is kind of personal, I need to pour into myself, I need to expand my my mind, I need to read, I get into the Bible, I get into devotion, I'll read a book, spend some time really working on myself, get my mind right for the day spend some time with my wife. We typically do devotion together. So it's like I get some personal time, some time with her, and then I'm going off to the gym. I'll get to the gym and train. And so I'm always, so it's the first part of my day, probably until about 10, 11 o'clock, I'm working on myself. And then I get into business mode where I'm like, all right, I need to start dialing in, get my appointments down, any kind of, of um, you know, coaching that I do, prep that I do, or, or other type of business ventures that I have. It's pretty much till about 6 p.m. at night. Then I go back into family time where I focus on spending time with my wife doing, you know, shut the phone off, shut emails off. And I'm, I'm focusing on the relational part of my life, which is very important part of, uh, of me because I'm, I'm a relationship person, love relationships. But throughout that, you know what, I'm still following the regimen of eating right. Every three, three hours, I'm eating good food. Um, not eating as much as I did when I competed, but I still follow that same principle. You know, I'm still eating good quality protein, still eating very natural carb sources and healthy fats. Like just a very basic overview of it. That's what I do every single day. And it shows, you know, I'm not eating pizza and, and shit one day. And then the next day, uh, you know, trying to eat clean and make up for it. Like that's not how our bodies work. The bodies love consistency. So I, I love that. And, and it really, it, it pays off and, and you feel the benefits of doing that every day. That's pretty much my day on a regular basis. But supplements, like I'm very simple. If you're eating good food, you don't need to take this whole gamut of supplements. But I do make sure I, I take your some things that I feel like benefit me. I love digestive enzymes and, and probiotic. For Digestive health is so important that I think people neglect. They don't realize so much of their immune system is within their digestive tract. So I spend a lot of time making sure that my digestion is proper. Um, 
And if anything, I, you know, I'm big. I take like some magnesium on a daily basis, vitamin E on a daily basis. Um, and, and other than that, just, just like curcumin, but I'm not a huge supplement guy. Like I'm not, I don't have to take a million things if I'm eating the right foods, you know? Yeah. Um, if you just listen to my, or look at my social media, all, all you've got to do is just take performance enhancing drugs and you just look like this all the time. So <laughs> what's That's your take, it. what's your take on that? Dude, I get brutalized and I yeah. make no bones about it that I take testosterone, but man, is they like, I, I prescribe by I a would doctor. Argue, I would argue that is, is that really performance enhancing? It's a natural, to me, it's natural. Your body produces it. If it's lacking, I mean, what's different than somebody taking Adderall? For, because they don't have the energy like okay like you're not natural then because you take us you take something that's gonna make you have more energy like to me you know the have a hormone like testosterone is the most it's one of them it's the natural hormone of both male and female make but if you're lacking testosterone you need to optimize testosterone to optimize who you are as a person so yes there's performance enhancing drugs that you hear online a lot of these online gurus and online idiots that just tell you take all this take the kitchen sink of of a steroid cycle that's not good anything in excess is not good but if you do it in moderation you do it and monitor your blood work and know how to do it properly like you're optimizing and that's why i kind of created that my my coaching platform the upgraded human because I help people upgrade all these areas of their life, but hormone optimization is one of them, you know? And yes, people are going to go right to, well, if I took all these steroids or took what you take, I'd look like you. I highly doubt it. And one, I'd probably, I'd pay for your cycle here. I'll give you everything that I took when I even competed and you still probably wouldn't look like me because one, it's really hard work to look this way. And the amount of discipline and sacrifice that have to go into it is at an extreme level. So to me, it's like, yes, hormones play a role and, and steroids are something you can use if you do it properly and there's smart ways and not so smart ways to do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, they do exist. I, at my age, you know, I, 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 when I came off everything and I've always cycled very smart, that's why I've been able to do it for 20 plus years. And I haven't, I don't look like I'm 60 years old. Like a lot of these guys do cause they beat the shit out of their body. But if you do things right and, and, and cycle things right and, and, you know, monitored by doctors, there's smart ways to do it. And that's my approach. It's always been a, long game versus like i want to get as big as i can in a short amount of time and you're going to hurt yourself in the long run doing that thank you for your um for your honesty and thank you for being so uh forthcoming with everything is you know i it's funny i i just I, I cut reels because i don't say it they're like oh you're lying i'm like first of all hey i'm not that big uh second of all i'm 47 guy i'll be 48 in a couple of months so you know i got a six-pack bro Let's see. You've never had a six pack. You 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 never even, you don't even go to the gym. So ease up off me. I'm in the arena fighting. So I really appreciate that. How old are you? I'm 38. So I'm I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm still young. I still uh, you know. But but you know what? You're a, you're a you're a walking billboard for consistency and hard work. Like it, it's not like one of the things one of my mentors always talks about is choosing your hard. Like it's, it's hard being fit and have a six pack. Yes, but it's hard being fat and out of shape. You know, it's hard being healthy and, and it's hard being sick. It's hard being, being rich and it's hard being poor. Like there's no, you got to choose which path, you know, I'm going to choose. It's, it's going to be hard either way. I'm going to choose the, the side of excellence and the side of greatness versus side of average, which to me sucks. 
I got a newsflash for you, man. It, it, it isn't easy. I don't feel like doing it every day. I was, if you look at my story this morning, I was there at 401 this morning, 401 AM because my schedule is so full. That's the only time I can get in it, get it in. And I tell you what, somebody says they don't have the time. We all got the same 24 hours. That means you don't have, you're not making it a priority. My physical right. fitness is also my mental fitness, which keeps my mind straight, my body straight. I feel good. I look good. I do good. Um, and, and to me, 90% of my discipline is getting my butt in the gym every single day. And, and, I, and I, I don't, you know what? This is what works for me. And uh, I, for, I'm so glad. I'm going to start having more uh, IFBB pros on and, and, and explain that, man, it's, it's not about steroids. It's, it is about discipline and consistency. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just so much more that goes into it. And it's a shame because most of the people that are saying these things to, to me for sure, they don't even work out. I say, hey, just uh, send me a picture of you working out today. That's not it. You're you're putting you're putting a a bad influence for kids. You're making it unrealistic. You know what do you mean? I'm successful and I do well and I'm putting myself out there and explaining. At one point, do I sit back and sit here and act like I'm an angel? But thank you again. You look great. Thirty. And I will tell you, I started the testosterone at thirty nine, and I will tell you. Things are going to start hurting on you soon that you didn't know you had. At 40, I started feeling like, what's this butt cheek? <laughs> Some just things just start yeah. hurting. But I will no. tell you, I was still drinking right up till about 42, 43. And then that was the magic pill for me. So I, 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 when I quit all alcohol, all my joints got better. I, the aches and pains that I had my back, everything went away. So... Hey, the only thing I can give you a cheek, I don't know if you, do you drink? I, I'll have a, a celebration type, type of drink. Like, Hey, you know, we're going to have a, it's a birthday, have a drink, you know, but I'm not like, Oh, we're going out on the weekend. I'm going to get shit faced. Like I, you know what, living in Detroit and having in high school and you have Windsor across the street, yep. across the, across the bridge, you can go there at 18 and go, you know, we, I got out of my system early, but I, you know what, to me, what, what bodybuilding and the discipline of that taught me was, you know what? Drinking alcohol is not serving me. One, it's it's slowing me down. It, anybody I saw ever drink in in the repercussions of it, I'm like, why would I want to do that? One, like you know, the next day you feel like shit. You're you're slow to move around. Your 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 body looks like crap. Like you're destroying yourself. So to me, I, I I always wanted to be the best version of myself. So what was that? It really like through high school playing sports and all that. I was like, no, I'm gonna be the best me I could be. So I'm not gonna drink. I'm not going to the party and getting shit faced. I like. I'm going to get to the gym and follow the routine and live the good lifestyle. Yeah, it's funny. I got to call you. You keep talking about Detroit. We got some warped things here in Michigan. So you called Adderall giving you energy. You know, it technically is for ADHD. It's supposed to calm them down. It's for the people. It's the way that we use it in Michigan to give you energy when you don't have ADHD. So I I can tell right away you're from Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) They had that stuff out like it's Pez. Um, (laughs) What's up? what are your absolute hell no's in working out as well as life? You're not negotiable, so to speak. You know, I, <laughs> you know, being married and, and being a little bit older and mature, like you, you learn how to find middle grounds with things and, and negotiate things. Cause life is a lot about negotiating. So I, I'm a pretty easygoing person, go with the flow, but my non-negotiables, um, you know, I'd have to kind of go back to my core values of what I live my life, my principles in my life. So to me, it's, you know, I'm a relationship person and I'm a person of, of honor 
and I, you know, that's one of my core values, honor. So to me, it's like treating people with respect and integrity is that, um, I'm a person of excellence. So to me, like if something's not done with excellence, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, and my wife's the same way we share the same core values. So to me, it's like doing things with excellence is, is important and doing things not half ass, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all in on it. And, and that's how I've had success in everything I've done. Um, and also I think, uh, God, you know, just thinking of, I think it's, I'm, I'm a very positive person. So cutting out negativity, like if somebody's a negative person, like, and I see it and they, they kind of care, you know, I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm also, I offer grace. So if somebody's having a bad day, maybe I'll give you some grace, but every time I'm around you and you're negative and you're, you know what, I, like you said, I, I'm very cautious of the people I surround myself with. I'm very cautious of the energy I let in to my circle or, or into my life. And if you're not, a energy producer and just a consumer of just sucking life out of every room you walk into, like I'm cutting that off. I want, you know what, we're not, we're not going to be doing life together very long. So, you know, uh, first of all, that comes across in all your social media, just, you know, so, you, so it's a job well done. Congratulations. And that's what brought us together. Cause I feel the same way. I cannot do energy vampires and how you do anything is how you do everything. So you can have that line. You know, I don't have this question in here, but I want to bring this up because how you live your life, and it, it, there's a, there's a, a saying, moment, "Memento mori," we're all gonna die. And I want to I want to acknowledge your good friend Jesse Lee Warden, who who just yeah. passed. And and I just booked her to be on the podcast, and and we unfortunately aren't going to be able to do that. And I take a minute to talk because she was the most positive person I I've ever seen or heard, even staring down death. So take a, a few minutes and just talk about her, your relationship, and then the listeners what they should take away from how to live life because what you just said about naysayers you've been in michigan you, you know everybody just is so they're so busy worrying about everything else that they're not living but so she lived and she was wonderful right. so so spend some time and that's what i'd like to see this whole world embody her she was she was an incredible human being and and she walk the walk and talk the talk because she lived out what she said and it wasn't there's so many people online and i cautious people caution viewers and people that are out there you know what you're the same way you walk the walk but you you talk the talk and you you walk that out in your life every day and there's so many people online that just they talk a good game but they're not the same person that you would meet them in person and be like god this person's an asshole isn't that the highest compliment you could ever get i i love when people say they're like you're exactly how you portray yourself and it's like correct yep yep and and you know what and and as a you know, people will immediately judge me, just think I'm some stupid meathead or some mean guy. And then they meet me like, man, you're the nicest person I ever met. You're the, you're, you know what you're, you're and and that, yes, that's a great compliment. So, and one of the things like, so Jesse and I really met through the circles in Dallas that we all kind of ran in. And then she, she competed years prior to us meeting. So she kind of knew me and she, we knew some of the same people. So we just kind of hit it off and she really just became kind of a little sister to me and, and just to see her success. And, and I love celebrating people's success. Like, and I'm not a person that's like, well, I I'll celebrate you until you get more successful than me. Like, no, bro. Like if you're killing it and I, and I, in any way I could support it, any way I could celebrate it, like 
that means we're going to have, we're going to kick ass in life together. And I want to see that for everybody that were around me. And if I could help people, if I could be a catalyst to help that person grow or whatever, I, that that's huge. Like to me, that's a win for me. Uh, but what Jesse really taught was, like you said, she stared at the diagnosis of stage four cancer, like terminal cancer. She looked at it and, and 99% of the people would roll over and just be like, well, I'm going to die. But her mindset, she was so fixed on, you know what, I'm going to beat this and never let one day pass where she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to die because of this. Like, she's like, no, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to beat this. And she didn't listen to what the noise of what everybody was saying, like, oh, you know, this is terrible and you're going to this and you should, she did everything she wanted to do. She, she went a very different route with treatment. She went all over the world to, to get treatment. She, she had she was filling me in like on when she would get updates from a doctor and about a week before she passed, she sent me a, an update that everything was in is starting to, to get better and that she didn't have to come back for six months from this latest diet, you know, latest update from her doctor. And she was so excited and hearing that I was, I mean, I was ecstatic. I was crying and, you know, just out of joy for her, but you're looking at somebody that had such huge success. Like this woman dominated the, she was the number one female network marketer in the world. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars sold through what she did. Um, she had built a huge coaching empire, owned multiple businesses, you know, was, was probably an eight figure earner on a yearly basis. And you look at that and, and she actually wanna she blessed me this year. I, I had held my first live in-person mastermind, had some amazing speakers come out, and I'd love to have you in the future. But she was one of my speakers, and you know, everybody I reached out to all said yes. She was right at the top of my list. I was like, I need to have Jesse there. And you know, Jesse's a, a 50, 60k plus to come out to your event and speak because she's one in super high demand and two amazing at what she does. But when she came out and spoke, it it was probably one of the best messages and best speeches one she ever did and one I've ever heard. And when she delivered her, she was talking about like, you know, I'm facing this diagnosis. I'm facing this, all this, this adversity. And she's like, you know what? I would give up all the money and all the success to have my health right now. So going back to the health part, it's like how important it is to take care of yourself. That's the message she started preaching. But then going into you know, all the, the success of, of all the money being made and all, you know, all this stuff that she had, but she's like, money's great and money's a tool, but money's not everything. It's who you become along the way in that journey of success. And she always preached on that because she was the same person along that way. And that's who I always strive to be was along the way of success, just because I'm on a magazine cover or just because I won a huge tournament or an Arnold classic champion or Mr. USA that doesn't mean the person I am has to change. And she would preach that all the time. And just her attitude and her mindset, it was incredible. And, and if people would carry that through their life, like, you know, wake up every day with a grateful mindset and, and be positive for one, having breath in your lung and two, having your health, if you do, and then really make that a priority. And then relationships, like she treated everybody in her circle amazing. And she, the way she if she didn't even know you, she would treat you. And, and like, I've saw that. And that's like, you know what? I, it resonated with me. Cause I feel like I'm the same way. I know you're the same way too. Like you'll give anybody that you meet the shirt off your back, but you know, like she was just such an amazing soul and the world's going to miss her. And, and you know what? She's truly a legend. She's impacted millions of people. And I believe like 
that's the kind of legacy I'd want to leave in, in this earth, you know, and, and, and I have peace knowing like if she's called home and that was her time and she did what she was called to do and she's not in pain anymore and not suffering, then, then I'm at peace with that, you know, but it was, it was a shock and it's still a shock that, that, you know, it, that it's happened. So yes. I encourage each and every one of you, like, yeah, there's people that were upset and they question God and they're angry at God. And yeah, we're angry at times. There's things like, you know, you get emotional, but you know, you have peace with things and, and just taking like what she did in her life was just so impactful. So to me, it's, I would love to leave that same legacy. If I get to be half of what she left, like, I, I feel like that's a successful life. And, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I encourage everybody that, you know, that women following she had, but anybody that truly wants to just look it up into, look into what she's done and her, her podcasts and her coaching and stuff. I mean, she's incredible. She really is. So she will be missed. Yeah. I listened to Ed Milet's podcast about her and, and literally I, I couldn't stop crying. It's just, I, I, you know, I know I'm a, I believe in God and I, I think God works in mysterious ways and, and we, we sometimes don't know why, but there's, there's a reason for everything. So there's going to be something positive out of this, even though she, she was gone so young, but you know, let me just take a minute to say thank you for saying all that. And, and, and I'm sorry that your friend is gone because man, I'm just, I wish I got it. I wish I would have got to meet her. Uh, I, I was looking forward to that. I was kind of, we were going to light the place on fire and I was really looking forward to that interview, but what, uh, so you just talked about a mastermind and we have the upgraded human experience. What projects or initiatives are you currently working on or excited about besides the young fourth generation uh, <laughs> lad that's on his way? What, uh, what other things you got going on that the listeners can, uh, can get more Steve? Well, I, you know, I, I've recently launched my, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program where I do offer it's yes, it's, it's fitness and wellness, uh, coaching, but I, I, I truly try to encourage people to really grow in all areas of life when I'm working with somebody. So my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is available for, and, and I, my target is truly high performers because so many guys I know that are, that are high performers, high level entrepreneurs, uh, guys over 35 that truly have have success in their life, but they they've neglected their health. They've neglected their relationships. They've ne neglected so much. And let, let's start creating some more balance. Let's start upgrading these other areas of your life and start creating a, the, an upgraded human. That's, that's kind of where the upgraded human mastermind comes in, uh, where I do more group coaching, but you know, my one-on-one -on -one coaching is available that I'm doing. Um, the upgraded human mastermind stuff is more group coaching where I do weekly calls. And I love pouring into people, love helping people upgrade these areas and, and helping them with relationships or finances or, or how do you, you know, become a better version of yourself by increasing, you know, bettering your health, your wellness. Um, so there's so many components that I, I love helping people. And, and it's, I'm the kind of person like you, you know, we're not, you're not reading a book and like, Hey, I read this and, and I'm going to teach on it because now I'm an expert because I read it or I heard somebody talk about it online. Like, no, I'd live this out and I know what it takes to get there and to be at the best in these areas. So, you know, I'm going to help you teach from experience, not just from theory. So I, I do that. I promote my own bodybuilding shows that I have the Kuklo classics. Uh, I just, I've always been in the fitness game. You know, I love, I love, I love the bodybuilding and it's always been like a passion of mine. Um, and I got a few other small businesses that I, that I kind of have partnership in, but those are kind of my core of what I do. 
Yeah, anything that you need, uh, you want me to speak to your mastermind, you want me to come down. I, I haven't been to Dallas in forever. So, you know, we're gonna bring you out, down. carve out some time because we're going to go have some fun and do something silly. But, uh, yeah, anything you need, just holler. I'm your brother from another mother, man. I, I really uh, enjoy everything you're saying. It's There are no coincidences, man. We, you just you, you slid into my DMs, and I'm like, whoa, dude, you're giving me props. And I'm like, look at this beast. <laughs> I love it, man. I know, Game- you know what? You came, you came across my, my uh, page, and, and I don't get on there a whole lot but when i do i try to be intentional with my time like i'll look at somebody's stuff and i'm like man that's that's really impressive and and i just i saw your story you were talking i was like man like you you brought it with what you were trying to deliver in your message and then i was like this guy's 47 he looks like he's he's shredded he you know clearly successful have lived a ton of life so those are the kind of people people i always surround myself with people that to me are living their life to the fullest and, and are excelling or doing better than I am because I want to level up my game. I want to up where I'm at and, and how to do that. It's not surrounding myself with some average people or people that I'm the best in the room. I want to be the lowest in the room that I want to surround myself with, with the highest in the room. So I I receive all that. And thank you. I I tell you, I, I game recognizes game and I, I get brutalized for everything. And it's always, this is how it's supposed to be. This isn't a bromance. This is, you've never seen somebody doing better than somebody else. Knock them down. And it's always the people that are below you trying to knock you. And I, I get um, that I that I take trend that I take all that that I look fifty seven instead of forty seven, and I yeah. keep telling everybody, hey, you're just fueling the monster. I take all that negativity. I used to get savagely beat by my big stepfather, and I took that and I leveraged it into working out. And I looked him in the eye and I said, let's go. It's you and me. And I get you threw me out of the house. It was the best thing in the world. And it, you put me up against the wall and you challenge me, man, and it's on. It is go time. And I keep picking them off one at a time. And I love you said it earlier. People always uh, judge me. Oh, he's just going to be a dumb, stump, some dumb, stupid meathead. And then I start speaking. And people are like, yeah. whoa, I read a book a week. I take in podcasts while I'm lifting. I take care of my body. And I am the genuine article, Steve. I, there's not, you're not going to find me sneaking drinks. You're not going to find me womanizing. There is no skeletons in my closet. So what's the real deal Holyfield, or what we should call it, real deal Siegelfield. And uh, we're going to have some fun together. So whatever you need, you got it anytime. Let's talk about some of your hobbies and interests outside of your personal life, because I want to know you even more. Tell, share it with us. Absolutely. Well, you know, like I said, coming from the Motor City, I love cars. I'm a car guy. Um, what do you I have? Love, do you have anything? One love, something cool? I love speed. Yeah, I just, I just recently, you know, I'm kind of going through the obviously having a kid and adulting phase, so I had to get rid of some toys. But I had a, I had about 1100 horsepower ZR1 Corvette that was just incredible to drive. Um, my wife's got a ZL1 Camaro. We, lo- I love American Muscle. That's kind of my thing. I love the rowdiness of it. Um, you know, Mustang Cobra, I've had a bunch of those. So I've always kind of loved like the the American muscle. Uh, would love to, I'll get into the exotic game eventually, but that's that's my passion right now. Um, I love guns. Uh, I'm a big gun guy. I love, love shooting guns, love collecting guns. Um, that's I kind of have the man hobbies, if you, if, if you will. <laughs> Bro, um, you know, we're I, gonna- we're gonna get along. No, great. Go you, you got you have Harley's or any any motorcycles? No, no bikes, no bikes. Uh, I, you know, working in the fire paramedic field for so long and seeing the accidents that happen on bikes, I was like, ah, I'll stick to four wheels. So that <laughs> that's my that's my uh, my love there. But um, you know, I love I I just you know I love concerts. I love music. I love energy of people. 
And, uh, you know, I'm very pro America. I love, I love, uh, you know, I want to see, I want to see America win. I want to see people in this, in this, in this world win. And I think there's just, and I want to continue to be a light in this world. Like that's my thing is, is there's so much darkness out there. And, and if I could be a light, if I could plant my flag and be like, Hey, let's like do some big things. Let's do some epic shit. Like, let's go. So and that's why I surround myself with people like you guys, like you, you know, and, and, and get to know you. Like I said, I'm a relationship guy. And if you're, if, if you're in my phone or if, if you have my number, you call me anytime I'll be there. Like I want to be that kind of person. Oh man. I feel that love. I feel that bro. That's, I, I, that, that, that just touched me. I, I gotta tell you, I got, I get sensitive because yeah, I'm in this game. I get to meet some of the most amazing people. My friends now are coming from this arena, and it's just a different. What we're gonna do together to change the world is just is, is we don't even know yet, but it's gonna be something epic. And I, I just make it, it warms me up inside, and and it's just as simple as showing up and executing and being disciplined and consistency. There's no. There's, there's no magic pill. People keep thinking there's some cheat code or, you know, yes, it, it, you know, we take a bunch of steroids and that's it. You know, I, I don't go to the gym. I, I, you know, I don't do the hard work. Work works. And the harder I work, the luckier I get. So, you know, I still run a comp. I run several companies and I still get to the gym. So that's my, um, that's my cheat code. <laughs> yeah. It's prioritizing. It's making things. What is it a priority in life? Like, Okay, when you get home, are you turning on Netflix at night and you spend two hours watching Netflix? Why don't you adjust that time, either go to the gym after work or make some time before work? Like, there's always time. Steve, I was I have a home I own a home in Florida, Cape Coral, Florida, and I realized that I spent all weekend there and never turned on one TV, not one. And I I had to finish two books, one for a podcast tomorrow and one from last week or one from Monday, and I had to do shoot I. Where do you see the reels that are coming out next? I, I, they, I just, I ran, I took them into another level. So uh, I shot reels all day Sunday with my video team and where most people are, you know, Netflix and chill or eating pizza. And I worked all weekend long to make this world a better place. So um, what's one thing about the people uh, about you that people might be surprised to know? I think being out there, a lot of people know me, a lot of, of who I am. Um, you know, they see me as this big muscle guy and, and, you know, but one of the things I think, you know, I, I truly have a soft spot for, for people in, in relationships. And this has truly been, you know, I think part of maturing in, in life, but, uh, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, people know me as a family guy, but I, I truly am like when, when I, I could just tell you actually a quick story about two days ago, my mom sent me a text message of a picture she took of, um, a journal that she's creating for my son. And it's like notes from grandma or something like that. And she wrote a little like kind of journal note saying, Hey, you know, you're going to be here in, in six weeks. And, and I, you know, your grandma loves you so much already. And, and you're, and, and just, and it brought me to tears. And I'm like, man, like people wouldn't think like you were just saying, you saw that podcast and got into tears. Like, you know, as big and strong as I look and everything, there's a soft side to me too. So Dude, you are, we are like, man, I get that all the time. They're like, if people knew how sensitive you are and how, how kind you are. And I'm like, I'm letting the world know I, I, I'm no, yeah. I have no problem being vulnerable anymore. I, I, because when you're vulnerable, you either get what you want or get what you need. And, and I'll take what I need all day long. Uh, I, the yeah. people, what I want will find me, but what I want to know what I need. And are you, what I need to know is, are you a genuine, authentic person or are you, and are, are you my people? 
And I'm learning that real quick about you. So I, that makes me excited because, you know, my mom, you know, we grew up poor and, and, and my mom was, a, she just, they did their best, but le- left a yeah. lot to be desired. So I love hearing that. My, my mother's never met my 14 year old daughter now and it's sad. So uh, I love hearing that. I, I, next time you're in town, I guarantee we will, we will hang out, but I'm going to come see oh, you absolutely. first. What, uh, w- tell us something that you believe in that almost nobody agrees with you on then. Are we going to go conspiracies or what? <laughs> you can do anything you want, man. Like, I'll tell you what mine, mine is usually that I believe most people are good. I just do. I, I just keep, I, even when you're bad, I think that deep down you're a good person. No, I, 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 you know what? I'm learning that like, and I think working as a firefighter paramedic and you see the worst of humanity and mm-hmm. you see the best too, you see like life and you see death. It's, it's so it, it's such a wide spectrum of things you, you absorb. And I've learned so much from that, that career. So uh, actually reading a book about, it's called a love without conditions. I don't know if you ever read it, but it, it's, it's incredible. And it's, it's Paul Ferrari is Farini is his name. One of the best books I've ever, ever read. And it really, it just talks about how, you know, when in the Bible, when Jesus talks about, you know, like love your neighbor and love your brother, what it truly means. And it doesn't mean like, you know, you gotta go hug and kiss them and love on them. Like, like that kind of way. But loving is, is there's, there's different levels of love, but love in essence is, is all around the world. And I think, you know, we've been so, um, we've been so like just programmed to, to, to divide and to hate and to, if somebody doesn't agree with you, you got to attack them. And like, there's so much of that in this world. And I think if, like you said, there's good in, in every, and I've always, that's, that's kind of been a little bit of a fault of mine in, in some of business and stuff is I always look at the, the best of every, in, in everybody. And it's been taken advantage of at times. So I've, I've learned to kind of to mitigate and navigate that, that realm of, of, you know, knowing relationships a little bit better. But um, I agree with you. I think that's something that, that I would say is, is strong, that there's good in everybody. And, and I look for that in, in everybody that I come in contact with. I truly do. So if you're being, you're a little younger than me and I didn't realize that, but love without conditions, I would assume is meeting people where they are. Is that what it's talking about? Kind of like, because I struggle with that. It's like, well, if you don't work out and you don't do this, it's like, it came across from my earlier content that I was judgmental. But what I've extremely violently worked on is saying, this is me. This is what works for me. Take the message, leave the mess, and just take the pieces that work for you. And and meeting people, hey, you want to go get banged up drunk all every weekend? By all means. I'll be here when you don't want to, and I'm going to continue to model the behaviors you know, that when you want to get sober. I'm not saying you're idiot. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm not saying, you know, it's part of the process. I'll meet you, and I'll provide a soft, safe landing when you're ready to go. But that's been one of the hardest things for me to portray to people. I'm like, man, I'm not judging you. And, and But, you know, when you live a life that we live, people don't understand it, and they think that you're judging them, and, and they think that you're projecting on them, and, and it's just a reflection of themselves. And that's why I always tell people, whenever you're feeling some kind of something about my content, that is God telling you, bro, work on this. Lady, yeah. this is something you need to work on. I can look back at all God's signs and see them clear as day now of what I needed to do. So having said that, what I guess you kind of said everything. So let's switch the thing. If you could have dinner with one person alive or dead, who would it be and why? I could, uh, I would say Jesus because that dude, like, 
not to sound cliche or like, oh, it's, you know, Jesus freak. Like, no, like to me, a, a man that, that has such wisdom has lived a sinless life. And I would just love to, I'd love to know what he did from 12 to 30 when he, when he left his family and went to the, you know, kind of escaped and, and went to Egypt. I would love to know what he did there in that time. Like there's so many cool questions I would love to ask, but also feel like, you know, I got to be close to Jesus. I think that would be, that would be amazing. Um, I think so many people in this world that I want to admire or, or look, say, you could say I look up to in some kind of way. Like I, it's pretty amazing. I have a relationship with most of these people and I have some kind of connection with these people of somebody that I was like, man, I love what they're doing. And I'll just, you know what, like who I am and the people I know and the people I meet, I end up getting close to them in one way or another. So, and whether come close to doing dinner with these people or have had dinner with these people. So, um, and that's kind of, like I said, talking about relationships and alignments. Like I'm so big on alignments in life. Uh, one of my mentors talks about that very deeply. It's like, you know, as, as the humans we are, we're always chasing like, what's next? What's our assignment? What do we, you know, what do I have to do? But then you take a step back where align, the alignments in my life have led me to the assignments in my life. And anytime I've always chased my tail and trying to figure out what I'm doing next or what business or what is my next move. And then it's, I talk to a friend of mine or somebody I align with in, in a meeting or a, or a networking or, and then boom, like it just comes where it's like, man, like that was the answer. Like that connection, that alignment led me to my answer of what I needed to do. So that's what I'm huge on. Steve, the depth of you is outstanding. It's, I, I love you already. And I'm, you know, I, it, it's, I'm glad we didn't shoot a podcast when you were in town. I, this is, I'm in a much calmer mind frame. Everything happens when it's supposed to happen. And I just, I love you. I do. I mean that with all my heart. I, I, I cannot wait to hear, get the text from you about the baby, uh, healthy, healthy, happy, young, 10 pound beast. Come on. I, I say that <laughs> your wife's going to be like, my she's going to be like, no. my will pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you could create one law, one universal law that we all had to fo follow. And, and you know what? I know you're in, listen, you grew up in Michigan and now you're in Dallas. Dallas, it's still a red state. It's, it's switching a little blue. Austin's a little bit. There's yeah. got to be some really good thoughts and things that you can share with us. So if you could create one universal law, what would it be and why? You know what? I, I, this I, this we could play a little bit on the law, political side of things. I I would say my thing on taxes. This is my view, and I'm like, man, you know, I, I think once because you know what they talk about kids and taxes, and and it's like kids that vote, and I'm like, to me, you shouldn't be allowed to vote unless you pay taxes. Ooh, that's Boy, a, like you're the second person, maybe the third person on 52 or 55 shows we're at so far that has said Jesus to for dinner. But that's the first one that said, and I, I can't, I don't know if I disagree with that. That's pretty good Think about that because you know, why am I, why are you going to be able to vote on something that you're not, if you're not paying into the system and, and doing all that, like, why would you have an opinion or have? be able to, to vote on that. Like, that's like somebody giving us workout advice. I love the workout advice. Exactly. You work out seven days a week. When do you recharge? When do you rest? When? Yeah. yeah. Dude. You're uh, overtraining. You're this or that. Like, <laughs> show me a picture of you and then, and then let's talk. Like, right. it's not going to happen. A, so but that's a fascinating freaking thing. But how would the dead people vote then? 
<laughs> you know, even 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 like kids, uh, college kids, they're not working. And to me, where I was in my mind space in, in college, coming out of college, really not working and contributing and paying taxes. I remember the first check I got and I looked at it and I was like, why did all this money go to this this tax thing? And I'm like, this is bullshit. And then I started like, you know, learning about it, educating myself on the tax system and, and politics. And I'm like, this isn't right. Well, like this, could, something's not right here. There's, there's something really wrong with this. So we could go a whole conversation, a whole podcast about that, about politics. Cause you know, I keep thinking of no taxation without representation. So if we're going to tax people and that's what it only makes sense. It makes sense. But you know, like, would it ever pass in today's world? Probably not. You know, oh man, there's so much reform. It'd be called that, racist, and bigoted, and, and, and fascist. Rog and <laughs> what did Joe Rogan say in his last stand-up? He said, "Man, he's like, if our founding fathers said you haven't changed anything, we wrote that 250 years ago on a fat with a feather." Like, there's so many things, especially now with the advent of the internet, that we just we need to update. And, 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 and we can go down. I'll, when I see you, we'll talk about this. Uh, we got to oh, start wrapping. It's going to be 2.0 of, of podcast here. We're gonna we'll do, do that one in person. So we'll do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your biggest fear? Oof. Um, I think my biggest fear, I live a life really without, I try to live a fearless life. I, I really do. Um, it's not a, you know, fear of heights or anything like that. I'd say it would be a fear of not living out my full potential. <laughs> It would be my biggest fear. And, and, and yes, there's fear that comes on me in daily life. Like, yes, there's fear of failure or when I was having, you know, putting on my first live event for my mastermind in May, like so much doubt and fear was coming on me. And that's the enemy speaking in my, you know, in my ear saying, nobody's, nobody's going to show up. No, you're you're going to lose your ass, all this stuff. Like, you know, and that's like, you're hearing this, but that to me is when you're hearing that voice, like I got to press in harder because that means something I'm doing is working and it's right. So I'm going to press in even harder. Um, but to me, the fear would be like not living out my full potential and not impacting as many people as I possibly can. That would be my fear. I got, I, I felt that I was just, we just had uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I'm Jewish and, and it's a day of atonement. And this is the first year that I said, you know, I, of course I had some sins. We all sin in some way, but the major ones, the big I, I, I don't have it anymore. And it was just nice to just sit back and go, you know what, if, if I, I'm living in alignment and it felt good. So yep. uh, I don't, I don't have any fear of uh, around that. And I don't have any other, uh, other thoughts or process. So it's just, just nice to just look in the mirror and really love the person that, that I see. So yeah, that's huge. I know you, you speak so much on that and I've really dug into that heavily. And some of my coaching stuff is self love because you can't really love anybody else until you love yourself. And, you know, doing stuff that is harming or not, not serving you, you're not loving yourself when you're doing that. If you're abusing yourself with alcohol, you're abusing yourself with drugs or, or your lifestyle or whatever it is, your mindset, like you're not loving yourself. And, and you can't be, a, you can't be a negative person if you're, if you're grateful and positive, like it's just impossible. You can't be both. So I choose the side of, Hey, I'm going to be on the growth side. I'm going to be on the positive side and I'm going to be on the winning side. Any single person that if you ask them if they love themselves would say no. I mean, there are a few, but those are extreme cases. But most people say, oh, of course I do. And then you just look at their choices and you go, no, you don't. You don't put yeah. yourself first. And, and, and putting yourself first, self-care is not selfish. And it doesn't mean no. screw you, I'm first. It means we can, we can both eat together and both win together. But 
if push comes to shove and you start acting a fool, I'm going to be the first person to tell you, but I'm not going to partake. Uh-uh. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I just am a staunch believer in, in, in making good decisions. You show me your choices. You show me your calendar and your choices a day. I'm going to tell you right. if you love yourself. You know, abandoning yourself day in and day out or even ever means you don't love yourself. And it's funny because there's a fine line between loving yourself and being cocky and arrogant. And who did just somebody say? I just saw Stephen Scoggins post something about this. Cocky is, oh, no, no, it was uh, Mark Manson said it, that arrogance and cockiness is, is being better than everybody else. Loving yourself is being equal as everybody else. Pretty simple. Right. Pretty easy. Absolutely. I mean, it talks about it in the Bible. Like you have to, you know, you have to love yourself. I mean, and, and it talks about, you know, how, how no man has hated himself, been able to love like he, he's supposed to. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, just understanding that and, and digging into that and has really transformed my own mindset. You know, it's like filling your cup first. It's not coming from a selfish standpoint. Like it's all for me. Like, no, if I don't get me right, what am I, what good am I to anybody else that I'm going to come in contact with? You know, like one of the things you could say is the best gift you can give to somebody is a healthy version of you. Mm -hmm. You know, why would a sick febile, like you got to take care of me version of me be help. It's not going to. So yeah, I, yeah, I got to tell you, I got to give you kudos to that because you did. I mean, you reached out to me and said, dude, amazing physique. And here, you're a beast. And you reached out to me and said that. So that's when you know you love yourself enough where you're able to give, pro give props to other people. You, know, you don't, you're not knocking me down. You're not, you're like, dude, let's collaborate some more. And, and you know, there was no conditions. I wrote down love, love without conditions. I'm going to buy that book. So, yeah. I, and it's. Yeah, you know, it's going to lead to amazing things, and I'm really grateful you did. So let's let's end it with defining happiness for the listeners. My definition of happiness. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I would probably have to say that it, it it goes into back to being able to impact you know impact people in this in in my life and not living out my full potential. Um. But happiness is not a financial component for me. Happiness, I, I think it's happiness is being surrounded by the people that I love and that love me back. And that if I'm able to give 100% of me to the people that I love and they give 100% back, like that's when I'm at my happiest. And, um, and it just kind of goes into, into relationship. Like I, one of the things that I've read in the recent was, you know, people that are super successful and wealthy, like the, some of the most important things in their life. Number one, it always goes back to good relationship because you can't buy good relationships and you can't buy your health. So those two things are to me, the most important things. And if they are like, that's, what's going to bring me my most happiness is, is relationship. And then the, the healthiest version of me. I love it. I love everything you just said. Uh, you know, I had to dig some, do some digging because it wasn't, it was not in our show notes, but you have a, your website's just Steve com, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, go, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's where you're going to get, be able to sign up for the upgraded human because guys, this guy's the real deal. If you're not watching this on YouTube and you're just seeing it, he, he's, he's winning at life. I feel it. Um, I'm a very good judge of character. When you have to be in survival mode, like I was growing up, man, you can read people. Well, the thing, the questions that I asked him were not, 
I, they, I, they, his answers were very, I, were very articulate and extremely in a line with someone who is winning in life. So I highly recommend you head over to the Upgraded Human, sign up, and uh, see what, what just just so, and I like to do this so no, I'm not wasting anybody's time. Yeah. What is uh, one, what does one-on-one coaching cost for, with you? I have two tiers for one-on-one coaching. It can be uh, $19.97 a month or $6.97 a month. And then I have my group coaching platform that's $99 a month. That's just, it, it's it's me talking to a weekly calls, uh, creates community. There's a lot of uh, lot of assets on there, like free workouts that are all included and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So there's a few different levels that you can get access to me. But to me, like if you want access to me, like if, if you're all in with me, I'm all in with you. And that's the way I do relationship, the way I do life. Like you said, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. What's the best way? I said the website. Is that where you want people to go to to sign up or at least learn more about those? Yeah, upgraded, upgradedhuman.com is is the website for the upgraded human stuff. But then it's uh it's Steve Kuklo. So it's if you go to go.stevekuklo.com, that's allow if you want to book a call with me, you want to get some access and say, hey, you know, I really want to upgrade my life. I need to get myself right. Like, come on, let's create the best version of you and let's start winning. Do you have guest speakers in your mastermind ever? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, dude, yeah. Let me come talk to them. I'll, I'll, give, them, I'll give them an energetic speech that they, they won't forget. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to have my, I'm going to do my live event again. And I definitely want you there. Cause you know what, like our, like you said, we align so much your story, you're, you're walking success. You're walking billboard of it. So like, I, that's the people I love doing life. I with. think you, we could do a retired pose off. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what I, this is dad off right here this is the this is the true dad bods now man it's it's fun i love it i i'm so grateful for you and and um you know you're gonna see some more texts from me and i i got some projects and work that i want to include you on and i'll help you in any which way but it's more about just giving back i got a i got a um a portal coming out a health and wellness portal that that uh will include you on and i i'm sure that you have some great um some people that that uh, can help us move this along. Everything we do is for charity. Uh, I own an IT company that puts the bill. Um, my goal is to donate a million dollars per year to three charities. One is a, and most of them are here in Michigan, but they are national. Children's Foundation, which you may remember. Variety Detroit, which uh, gives back to children. And a new one is yeah. Families Against Narcotics. So I'm not trying to buy a jet. I'm not trying to buy another house. I'm good. I just, uh, I just want to give back because I grew up so poor, so crappy. I mean, you know, South Warren. We, I went to Lincoln High School, man. You got, we used to play you in basketball, and you used to kick the crap out of us um, because, you know, it was fight, fight, a uh, fight, uh, uh, fight for survival, man. Most of my f- yeah. friends from high school are dead or in jail, and it's just sad and. I don't want that for anybody, so I want to give back. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you feel compelled to share, my brother? Man, I, I think we hit we hit it. I mean, we could talk another hour. We go on some of the topics we had that we we kind of abbreviated, but we'll have to do another episode. And I look forward to it. And, yeah, we'll do that one uh, in, person. in person. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that one in person. All right, please rate and share this podcast. I do my best to respond to all the comments, even the negative ones on social platforms so if you want to see more of something or less of something leave a comment uh, each and every episode is sponsored by my it company national technology management uh, the easiest and best it company to do business with delivering peace of mind with technology every day visit trustntm.com for more info and until next week be harder than life thanks steve thank you kelly thank you for listening please rate and subscribe to harder than life and let's take this to the next level get connected at the links below